Welcome to CII Podcasts. Hello everyone. This is Avnish Patnaik from CII and I'll be hosting this episode for you. Welcome to another interesting episode of the CII Podcasts. And today's topic for discussion is leveraging digital commerce for MSME growth. The pandemic disruption led to the emergence and acceleration of digital commerce platforms which was mostly driven by the need and necessity of its use. However, with the changing business dynamics this is going to be an imperative for continuity and growth especially for small businesses as digital commerce platforms continue to emerge as the empowering institutions especially for micro enterprises by helping them to reach beyond boundaries fetching a competitive price for their products we need to introspect as to what role can a well integrated and connected digital ecosystem playing driving transformation across the indian msme sector how can msmes leverage these platforms to drive their business growth not only for basic sustenance but for overall sustainable development leading to nation building let's find out today in a discussion with sahil goel the ceo and co-founder of shiprocket an ai powered data driven logistics technology platform which drives efficiency in india's e-commerce logistics chain by connecting online retailers with logistic providers along the supply chain to enable end to end solutions sahil's chief responsibilities include practicing and developing unconventional solutions from the ground up along with overall management of the company he actively heads product strategy user experience and growth initiatives an mba and ms from the university of pittsburgh sahil has a keen interest in developing technology and product architecture for scale using data and ai for solving complex problems and using intelligent automation for producing operational excellence in the product that he builds so thank you sahil for being with us today and taking time out uh, in the ci podcast thank you so much avnish for having me really excited to be here today so my first question to you uh, sahil is how and when did the idea of ship rocket came into being what propelled you to create this organization of yours um so actually you know for that answer we'll have to go back a little bit in time to our earlier product so we launched the company nearly 10 years ago and first product that we launched in the market was called cart rocket and it was called cart rocket because it was a shopping cart product where we basically understood that you know india has anywhere between 40 and 50 million msmes uh and while there will be one way of selling online which is through the horizontal marketplaces we always believed that for a country like india there will always be the need to sell direct to the consumer as well so we banked on that vision and we said let's build the tool set required for the long tail msmes of india to be able to easily sell to their own consumers without having a middleman and that transpired in the form of a shopping cart solution where people could come upload their pictures we would give them a ready payment integration we would give them a shipping integration and so on and we ran that business for quite a while uh 3 4 years into the business we started understanding that the sellers and retailers we were able to tap using a desktop solution were far fewer than the ones we would be able to tap using a mobile solution and this is obviously in the post geo world you know the smartphone market had exploded and so on so while the world in you know at large was trying to go towards a consumer on the mobile we started focusing on going towards a seller 
right this is 2014 15 kind of time frame and as we did that we actually did see an explosion of number of users we saw many more transactions uh and people were coming in you know tens of thousands uh where earlier we were getting maybe a few hundreds um so that prepared us for you know this understanding that oh india is such a deep market and is accessible on mobile how do we build mobile first products for these people uh and very quickly you know our retailers started writing to us saying that look i love what you have built but i actually don't need the entire stack because i am not selling on my website i sell on the phone sometimes i sell in my shop sometimes i sell on whatsapp but what i do need is an easy way to accept cash on delivery and i do need an easy way to ship my orders so that piece that you have built is the only piece i want to buy i don't want to buy the rest can you give me a discount and you know we were not built like that so after several iterations of that sort of topic somewhere around end of 16 early 17 we decided to launch the shipping solution that we had built separately and we had done a pretty good job by that time we had integrated multiple carriers we had solved multiple problems that exist in the long tail uh, you know we had done work around uh, pickup issues we had done work around last mile issues so a lot of the tech was already in place which we kind of refactored repurposed and then launched it again under the brand name of shiprocket and that obviously you know as they say you know the rest is history in some ways because very quickly you know within a matter of 12 to 18 months we saw a phenomenal amount of growth we understood that there is so much latent demand uh, in this msme segment just to be able to digitize their shipping that it was a worthwhile problem going after by itself so we pivoted into that business right because of our earlier experience in doing the full stack platform uh, but then understood that this is a much larger and a much deeper problem uh, that needs to be solved I think that's a fantastic example of how you have changed your business model according to the needs. Because I think that that time when you said about 2014-15 or so, it was also the emergence where Amazon and Flipkart were, you know, heavily coming on uh, onto the market. And since then, we have seen uh, these two platforms going very strong, and most of the sellers are now listing their products on that. And of course, now that has uh, uh, fueled your business. Uh, but uh, sail in terms of uh, the msmes who are now get into this uh, space who wanting to explore i would say digital commerce not not e-commerce because now there's a differentiation between e-commerce and digital commerce while digital commerce is the overall arcing consumer experience right from a to z where it is seamless for the uh, for the consumer how can uh, let's say an msme plan or execute his business on the digital side of the commerce let's in the next 5 years how should he plan and how should he implement what would be your uh, thought on that see i think uh, all retail goes through evolution right so evolution is something that is going to be constant the same is the case for you know e-commerce or digital commerce as well i think we saw the first era where the horizontal marketplaces were a great way to uh build demand you know run your business uh and many companies many entrepreneurs got solely set up only servicing uh you know the horizontal marketplaces then we saw version 2.0 you know which is the direct commerce uh segment where merchants are able to create their own website or a simple product page you know and then distribute that through their whatsapp network distributed you know through a qr code maybe and then plug in something like a shiprocket to be able to you know maybe a upi for payments and a shiprocket for shipping so i think it is a uh, you know it is an inevitability that one will have to embrace every every merchant you know and when we look at china we look at us 
it has already happened there or happening there as we speak india obviously is leapfrogging in many ways and could be a much larger merchant economy in the coming 5 to 10 years when we talk about direct commerce but we believe that uh, merchants one need to first accept the fact and covid was a very good example of that where earlier people would think of digital only as a website that it is a marketing medium i don't need to give pamphlets anymore right now i have a website it's a marketing medium just to inform people they did not think of it like a sales channel but i think when physical sales channel shut down many people were forced to reevaluate this thought process and we did see tremendous amounts of adoption you know from msmes in that period so i think the first step is embracing this idea that look we will need to start thinking about digital as a sales channel i need to treat the online medium also as a shop right and to prepare for that there is a journey right one has to be uh, you know uh, clear about how they want to run their business what category of products they are selling uh, is it pure b2c is it b2b in nature you know and basically some of those things they can pick a mix of selling on certain marketplaces of course like amazon and flipkart uh, we strongly encourage people to have their own direct selling channel as well which is you know through their own website that they can create using multiple free website builders that are available today um and in their planning you know they have to look at they have to think about supply chain as well because if you put up put up your products online the way you need to keep stock in your shop to be able to service when the consumer walks to your door similarly when a consumer walks to your website and purchases an item you have to make sure that the back end supply chain and the actual delivery process also is going to run smoothly uh so broadly they should think about those aspects but yeah i think the bigger message here that at least from us having worked with hundreds of thousands of msmes uh understand is the mental model of saying that look you need to be ready in your minds and then you can take baby steps you can start very small today the cost of entry is next to nothing people can set up their own online presence you know in less than 10000 rupees today uh it costs nothing really to kind of you know go up go out and and start selling uh and then build from there very interesting a point uh, sail very brought out this aspect of course the planning aspect and the costs aspect my follow up question would be that uh, how do you see the growth of msmes particularly in the tier 2 and tier 3 cities because uh, as you said uh, all these applications of you know, planning what sort of products you have stocking tier 1 msmes are the ones which will be able to do this because of the environment they are in and we able to execute in much better but if india has to grow it is actually the tier 2 and tier 3 msmes which have to use this platform and their business is not necessarily pan india it is to their local city or local district where they want to sell their products and they are not necessarily very ambitious but they want to use that platform so how can these tier 2 tier 3 msmes incorporate the digital uh, commerce or the e-commerce platforms for their growing their businesses what and make it sustainable no i think it's a great question and just to call out a data point you know we've seen the trend uh, move increasingly towards tier 2 and 3 so in our business today nearly 70% of the business happens from and to tier 2 and 3 right so the urban populations are they were larger when we began when we began but over the years the growth has come from that segment itself and in many ways see e-commerce actually removes physical boundaries because the network that is being set up allows any product to go from anywhere to anywhere right even if you are doing only five transactions in a month you know something as small as doing only you know 10000 rupees of sales in a month you actually don't need to do much you can run it out of your home 
right you can make sure that whatever items get ordered whether you want to send them regionally to another let's say you know if you're a wholesaler and you want to send it to your retailer network five retailers in a big city that piece can be managed well if you want to sell to an end consumer let's say you're sitting in you know in uh, jaipur and somebody places an order from bangalore today you don't need a lot of uh, you know uh, innovative things where a lot of platforms do exist which will let you do it very easily so actually e-commerce helps you service pan india which is one beauty of uh, the digital commerce you know kind of fundamental overall um, and it does open up the national market and the international market too at some point for your products i think it is about going through the journey and having the patience of kind of you know building each block one by one uh, and taking the help of the right platforms along the way right so uh, even for uh, an msme once he has uh, done all of these processes a very important question now comes of the marketing of the product because obviously there's a lot of competition the example you brought out that he can be in either in jaipur or vice versa in bangalore and sell it but the marketing is a very important aspect of getting uh, for for the consumer to get to that product how should an msme navigate that uh, marketing obstacle because as you said you know these things he can develop in terms of organizing getting in touch with organizations such as you or anyone else and get the platform ready but the next challenge is the marketing so how does an msme address the marketing over, uh, uh, challenge over an e-commerce platform or digital platform see there are various ways to do it uh, and i'll maybe spend 2 3 minutes and talk about each one just to give some idea um so there is one way is you go to the marketplaces where they run the marketing for you in a way right so you create the listing and you know sometimes your listing may or may not show but then over a period of time you know if you follow the guidelines put in the right keywords etc you should start making some sales on the marketplaces uh but a lot of early entrants don't prefer that because the rules of the marketplace are tricky you need to be at a certain scale and maturity to be able to do it well so many of the early entrants prefer to say look i would rather the way i run my offline shop i also want to run an online shop i want it in my control maybe i can speak to the customer understand and i will do a high touch sale because i don't care about doing volumes and volumes i just want to kick it off right uh so for those guys which is which is a segment that we kind of work with more closely um there is organic ways of building a online brand which means that as your website is put up there social media is a very very big way where you can utilize this right so in our business today between 80 and 90% of traffic that gets generated is getting generated on one of the social media platforms right so that is how people will run a facebook ad or you can go into various facebook groups you can create buzz there you can post your products there maybe even leave your number there for people to come and write to you on whatsapp and kind of get your word out there and over time if you already have offline customers uh you know you can actually now use tools which will let you send a whatsapp message to your offline customer saying we have a website now or here is my product just reply yes if you want to buy it and so on so there are digital marketing tools available to create traffic towards your website or digital property uh and there are also ways to uh, you know run a crm like a mini crm kind of process where if you have a database of customers over a period of time you can actually keep reaching out to them with an offer or if you have a new product uh you can outbound message them uh or email them using tools to be able to bring them back to your website uh my next question is a uh, one which is specific to india and which is uh, i mean 
probably it's only in our geography that we have this that 28 over 28 languages different cultures traditions so uh, again as you said sending out emails social media posts whatsapp now all of these platforms do incorporate the uh, option of of course sending it in in your own language but in your experience how have you navigated this uh, language hurdle i know of course hindi now most more or less north india everyone speaks but south india is a different case and of course in the north is a different case how how does this language equation fit into the case of leveraging uh, a digital commerce for msmes see i think first of all all platforms that are targeting msmes are increasingly becoming multilingual and we call it mixed lingo because what ends up happening is the smb to operate the app itself it's not that they don't you know they speak they they, are, they understand basic english they are able to kind of operate it is to the end consumer where they want to get the right message out that they need a way to send it in a regional language because it's easier for the end consumer to understand uh, in a native language so most platforms will support that today which is a great thing where you can like you know all platforms like messaging email platforms have the ability to be able to be multilingual we have seen very innovative uh, ways people have kind of hacked this we have seen you know sellers in surat for example uh, they will make a video you know showing the product showing how it works think of it like tele shopping but it's a it's a camera shot video right that they'll talk in a regional language talk about its benefits talk about the price point and talk about their num- phone number and just record that message and start to post it on various social media platforms and that starts bringing them inquiries that they can then convert over the phone or over a whatsapp message into a sale in a language which is close to them so i think it is it doesn't have to be very high tech i think it can be you know quite straightforward and people you know there are like i said tons of free platforms already available you know to be able to go and create this reach and then of course uh, all other parts whether it's the payment stack you know through upi uh, or the shipping stack you know through what we are trying to do uh, and others like us i think the parts are there for people to pick up and start to use i think that's a fantastic example of you gave of this uh, speaker in gujarat of using this uh, platform of using that video and showcasing it and i think that's the example of our entrepreneurship so uh, my next question uh, to you is uh, sahil on the open network for digital commerce uh, i know there have been many uh, instances where uh, you know articles have gone out uh, in in favor of uh, the ondc and if i'll just read out what uh, uh, one of those noting says is that uh, you know the ondc officials liken this network to a mall with 1000 gates instead of two thereby limiting opportunities for selected sellers to re- uh, receive preferential treatment so this has been the debate going around uh, the amazons and the uh, flipkart which is an actual problem right? because it's the market is being uh, uh, dominated by these two uh, players and the government is now trying to democratize Uh, uh this through the uh, ondc so what is your take on the ondc and how can it help india and msmes propel for the next stage of growth see we are a huge proponent of this cause in fact if you look at our mission statement which has not changed for the last 10 years it is called democratizing e-commerce uh our mission in life is to make e-commerce open unbundled and accessible to everyone you know whether it is a 
लोकल शॉप डूइंग यू नो ओनली टेन ट्रांजेक्शन डे और अ वेरी लार्ज ब्रांड हुन सिस्टम टू बी एबल टू रन देयर ओन बिजनेस इन अ मीनिंगफुल वे विदाउट बींग डिपेंडेंट ऑन अ लॉकड इन प्लेटफॉर्म so that is somewhere our vision it resonates very well with us all three products we did even our previous two pivots were aimed at trying to do something around that where we made it open when we built the shopping cart also it was integrated with everything including the marketplaces because we said look we are not saying don't sell there but we are saying have your own direct channel so that you are not your business is is diversified you know you are not dependent on somebody to power your own business manage your own customers uh run your own marketing and have a part of your business which you control so that you are able to then kind of grow that over a period of time uh so again so overall the philosophy is great you know we are very excited that the government uh is is moving towards this initiative uh you know we are exploring ways to plug into you know the ondc platform as well as the shipping enablers you know for for that part of the transaction and i think it will obviously go through a few pilots it will take its turns but i think in the long term it is a very very good move for the overall ecosystem it is a very good move for merchants it is a very good move for also consumers because it will create inform it will remove information asymmetry uh it will put the power of choice back in everyone's hands of course there will be uh, you know things to be figured out like who will build trust in the transaction those things will have to be figured out which i am sure you know with such a great team behind it it will get solved over a period of time but i think it's a, it's a great boon uh, to all of us you know in the country overall it's it's good to hear that uh, uh, sahil because uh, you know as the government has done with upi it has completely revolutionized the financial sector and uh, the ondc of course uh, aims to do that and uh, hopefully as, as as some statistics i was reading that uh, Uh, the the ONDC plans to raise the penetration in the next two years from eight percent of uh, India's consumer purchases to nearly twenty five percent. So that's a you know, threefold jump in terms of penetration of the uh, e-commerce. Do you think it is plausible in the next two years to do this? See, I think it will all depend on how the next few quarters look. It is plausible. It is not impossible. It because. if the transaction flow is smooth and all stakeholders are happy at the end of the transaction then adoption is not going to be a challenge because then if everybody is winning the supplier is winning the buyer is winning right then everyone will be happy they will be happy to do it uh, so i think it will kind of depend on being able to do that and secondly i think right now there have been only intra city pilots for this to truly become well adopted it will have to go into the mainstream e-commerce of cross you know cross state whatever pan india uh then it becomes truly revolutionary because then you can buy anything from anywhere and so on right there's so many use cases uh that one can apply whether it is for fm fmcg lifestyle products electronics there's so many use cases you know that that will start to come out of this the beauty of the thing is it is built like a protocol and again like i said very close to something very close to our heart because we as a company have been trying to do our bit to make this happen so we are big supporters and we think that you know with its own gestation and tweaking it will get there uh but it is definitely possible it's not something which I, i don't think it is impossible to do that so uh coming now to the let's say uh, to the startup space uh of course you are as i see it uh, starting in 2012 13 one of the pioneers of logistics startups in your uh, sector and area how many such startups uh, are coming up 
and how do you see the startup ecosystem evolving particularly in the uh, logistics space because as you would agree more players more competition better delivery for the indian market at the end of the day yeah see i think uh, we look at ourselves as an e-commerce tech enabler and we partner with every logistics player in the country to be able to create a better stitched up experience that's the business model that's how we kind of run this operation and then we over time have extended into saying that we can also help you with building a payments interface to collect an address from your buyer for example with a simple whatsapp link we can help you uh, create a return so that your buyer feels good about saying oh i had an amazon type of experience even when i bought from abcd.com you know so so we continue building the technology right and we continue powering with all available players whether they are local whether they are national whether they are warehouse led whether they are uh, cross border you know so so for us it's about kind of the more the merrier right the more players that come up in serving niche needs you know some people do better at doing 5 kg 10 kg packets some can do better road transport some do better with cod shipment some do better with same day deliveries so there's lots of you know nuance that is available uh, and as a virtual provider we are able to club them all and then be able to surface them back to the uh, merchant so that they can use them effectively from a enablement startup perspective if i talk about which is my direct space or shiprockets direct space there too they have been multiple companies whether they are in the payments enablement space whether they are in the e-commerce website space whether they are in the inventory management space the accounting space you know the ledger keeping space uh, or in the shipping space so there there's lots of action happening in my opinion because this market of direct commerce for smes is not growing only for us it is growing for everybody and there are various parts of the problem that different people are attacking and solving successfully so um it's actually great to see that because finally the you know when there's that kind of a momentum behind it then you know it's a, it becomes a two way effect because the more such products are available the more msmes are uh, you know likely to try something the more market gets created then it keeps pushing the you know wheel forward uh so we think it's it's a great great time to be uh you know to be jumping on this bandwagon both sides if you're a small retailer or if you are a you know business or if you are a startup who's planning to go after this segment it's it's a very fast growing segment and adoption is happening at a very 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 fast rate uh my next question is uh, maybe a bit contentious but i want to hear your views on the 15 minute delivery from a logistical uh, standpoint because you're an expert in that how sustainable uh, is that because it's been one of the uh, equi- uh, you know points that many of the brands are coming uh, across that the 10 minute delivery 15 minute delivery is the future of let's say grocery shopping or your daily needs how do you see this segment evolving see i think uh, first of all it is a very category specific segment like in our business you know when we do uh, apparel accessories lifestyle you know electronic accessories and so on one doesn't need 15 minute delivery there right the the best experience one can do there is same day even that's a great experience that oh if you order at 12 o'clock 1 o'clock comes in you know by 6 pm 7 pm it's a great experience in many cases even amazon is not able to deliver that right so for us that is the gold benchmark you know as a platform but when i talk about 15 minute delivery or 30 minute delivery or 10 minute delivery in the case of grocery see the economics can work because what happens is as a platform they have actually done two things one is they have augmented the supply chain in a big way 
where they are storing the goods very close to the consumer and in typical e-commerce the cost of the last mile is pretty high because the milk run milk run is basically the round that a delivery van will take is a long round which means they can do it once a day but when there is a short much shorter round that one is able to make again and again and again provided the right amount of demand is coming through the funnel it can actually make better economics right because your ability your frequency of ordering as a consumer will go up much more your basket size will go up much more it is an experience builder because when you know you can get it for 15 minutes the same way right if you think about 10 years ago if somebody asked you would you buy clothes online you would say no so that is why amazon etc started with books then they said okay let's bring electronics let's bring objective products then you know they innovated and said let's bring clothes then it was okay yaar three day four day delivery is important then it became no no two day delivery is important now it's next day delivery right so it's like we don't need our clothes next day but we still want them so it's an evolution of experience and once you get used to it then you want it so i think will consumers gravitate towards that they will will innovation need to happen on the business model side to make it sustainable yes and i think through with a certain throughput uh, it does become profitable because the economics slightly change right the model changes the last mile cost change right the cac changes for the consumer so it's a it's a new way of doing e-commerce in many ways uh but i think it will take some time for it to you know show uh, its its actual potential in terms of economics alone do you think uh, drones can be a catalyst in this uh it's an interesting one you know uh, i i'm not sure you know it's something where i continue to ask my team you know why can't we use drone somewhere and i think one of the challenges is that the cost of the drone itself is pretty high today right uh and it can it can so the drones can help with something we call middle mile which is saying that if there is a designated pickup and a designated drop which is in control at both ends that could work like if an apartment complex had a you know designated safe drop zone or something it could work but i don't think it will do to do is probably uh at least right now i'm not sure how it becomes a reality because the, uh, there is lot of movement uh, in terms of drone rules and uh, regulations and the government is working on this in uh, mission mode and uh, uh, of course we in cii have been working very closely with the ministry of civil aviation and of course with the ministry of defense in uh, in formulating all these policies and uh, i i can share my experience from the defense side that drones are in completely uh, in use by the uh, indian armed forces so it because it provides an operational edge so i think in the uh, as you said in the uh, delivery side i think once we have those rules and regulations let's say a colony will have a particular spot for a drone to come in and you know del- deliveries can happen i think then that will be create a completely new business model for for uh, india to experiment with i think no, no, ab- that, yeah. absolutely i mean if the ecosystem gets created you know i mean look at ev right 5 years ago yeah. somebody said everything will be ev people were like there's no way you know and now it is like an obvious reality that in 10 15 years yes everything is going to be ev right so so i think the ecosystem will need to get developed and it will happen bit by bit uh like for example you know we have an active project to do stock taking you know in our warehouse with a drone now that's a very good use case because it's a very very manual intensive work Plus, sometimes things can be stocked across, you know, two levels. 
so somebody human doing it with a lack i mean it's very very cumbersome but a drone can do it right so there are use cases which are which are already being applied but i think when it comes to last mile delivery until like you said the rules and regulations need to come out uh you know some people have done pilots you know i know amazon's done pilots in the us uh i think some food delivery guys have done pilots here in india as well uh so definitely it will play some role i am just commenting on the fact that we are not sure exactly what part of the uh goods movement will it be most beneficial for so uh thanks sir my this will be my last uh, question and this is something that uh, uh we as uh, indian industry have always been pondering upon is that of course we want to service our domestic market but to, to really grow we have to get our exports also out so from a logistical standpoint i mean the companies and startups which are coming and serving the indian market how can you or even some other players in the market take this knowledge and go abroad and export and implement this model in let's say country x or country y how do you see our international cooperation uh, evolving in this space no it's a great question and again something which you know we have uh, recently ventured out into as well to promote the overall export you know for our merchants itself so up until now if you wanted to export something you would have to go through a chain of uh middlemen right you would have to go to a buying house they would have to then distribute you to somebody there and so on but what e-commerce has done through platforms like etsy ebay uh that actually drive a large part of their us business from indian merchants sitting in india right is basically exposing your inventory straight away onto a us consumer the us cons- you have to know not stock anywhere you stock it in india uh the way you stock for the indian online you know uh, platforms or your own website as and when you get an order you can use a service through shiprocket or some other provider and within you know 7 to 14 days the item can reach one single item can reach your end buyer in a foreign country like the us australia uk and so on at a pretty pretty uh, reasonable cost right so it is a direct piece i piece that can be shipped without too much of hassle all the paperwork all of the claim forms everything is is available you know through platforms like ours where you can easily kind of go through that and we are now actively starting to push this information also to a lot of our domestic buyers to say look did you know you can do this now it's very easy you know we are trying to explore par- partnerships with some of these platforms as well uh because you know we have all of this domestic msme working on our platform these marketplaces that are you know very very vibrant in the us and other countries they also need access to more suppliers so we are also trying to see if we can bridge that gap uh you know through, through a platform like ours so again a space very very exciting to us and i think you know the variety and the diversity of products that we are able to manufacture and build in india it is not there anywhere in the world so there is a huge demand for products like these and many of them actually never make it because of the inherent you know supply chain issues or the way the value chain is designed today it can only be fulfilled by somebody who can produce in thousands but that is not the case anymore because even if you make 10 pots you know at home i'm just saying and you list them online and they get sold you can actually sell them and you can actually ship them uh without having to do it in like bulk uh, production so so i think it's a exciting time you know for uh, for india given that we have such a rich sort of history and like you know in terms of all the handicrafts there's so much that we produce uh, as we start thinking about you know the variety of supply uh, that can be exported so so yeah i think in the next few years i think this will form a big part of you know how e-commerce is done 
by indian retailers and that's a fantastic point that we we have the capability to do this because uh, in our experience of working with uh, the government in the past few years i would say that wherever prime minister modi has traveled he has put in the point that there must be a, a increase in trade and increase in trade uh, will happen when more conversations and more dialogues happen with one of our vendors over here and this uh, and the requirements over there so i think this conversation and linking up needs to strengthen quite a bit i think it will take time but since we yeah. are, see you and i are talking about it right now probably 5 years ago we wouldn't be talking about it and we will be only focused on our domestic market so yeah. i think in the next 4 to 5 years uh, we should have a considerable amount of uh, this foreign trade going and that is where actually next growth of india's msme industry uh, will take place So uh, thanks uh, so much Sahil for bringing all those point, points out and I think it's been a, a very good education for me and uh, firstly working on the manufacturing side come now looking at the logistics side what sort of issues problems and opportunities are I think it's a great learning for uh, for me as I said and who uh, who are joining on this uh, podcast thank you so much thank you all who are uh, tuned in so thank you Sahil any last words No, no. Thank you so much, Avnish, for the for the platform and uh, pleasures all mine. And uh, you know, and I'm I'm very happy that I'm able to voice my thoughts on this platform. And like you said, it's it's inspiring that uh, you know, like you said, if you if we are talking about it today, at least it's in one forum. And then over the next few years, would love to see many of these things become mainstream and become reality. Uh, so thanks a lot. Thank you again for having me on the show and uh, on the podcast. And I look forward. Thanks sir. Thank you for listening to CII podcasts.